Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Akura Matara. Means no worries. Uh, This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about The Lion King. This is the computer-generated remake of the 1994 hand-drawn animated film. The IMDb plot summary for this movie reads, After the murder of his father, a young lion prince flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. This movie currently has a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, we're actually we're going out of town for a wedding this weekend, so we're recording this a little early. So we don't know what the opening numbers are yet, but it's currently on track to make over $180 million this weekend, which is, I mean, that's in like Marvel, you know, Star Wars territory. I mean, that's a big opening. Yeah. But will it sustain it? <sighs> well, I mean, it'll probably open more than that. I mean, uh, some people are calling for like $200 million. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll talk about it. The Lion King is a, is a big draw. It always has been. Ever since it came out, I mean, it's, it's always been a, a record breaker. It's just been a huge blockbuster of an animated film since, since its debut. Yeah, I mean, The Lion King was an original story. I mean, it's an original story from Disney. I believe it was actually Disney Animation's first original story that wasn't based on a fairy tale or some sort of pre-existing folklore yeah. or myth. This was a, it was a totally original story, which even from Disney Animation is rare. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was a phenomenon. It was, yeah. I mean, you got JTT, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> we were just talking about him. <laughs> Jonathan My Taylor Thomas. childhood heartthrob. But let, let's talk about the original. Do you remember when you first saw it? Well, like, what was your first experience with the original? Gosh, I don't remember. When did it, what year did it come out? That was 94, su- summer of 94. I know I didn't see it in theaters. Right. So I saw it on video. So I saw it on video. And, you know, we had the, you know, VHS, you know, um, plastic. You sure, know, those, like the clamshell. Those clamshell. Yeah, I had um, that too. <laughs> of course. I mean, we bought, I mean, my mom bought them all for us. Yeah. I wish I still had them because apparently they're worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Every time that I see it, it it's just, it's a magical awesome. experience going into this world with Mufasa and Simba. Yeah. It's mad. I mean, Disney did this amazing thing with all of their cartoons that, you know, you just want to get, you just want to be a part of the world. They they create entire worlds for you to, yeah, kind of get lost in. The score uh, was uh, Oscar winning from Hans Zimmer, an amazing score. I mean, original songs. uh, I mean, they they hold up. I mean, classics. I mean, Elton John. Elton John, for sure. I I don't think you don't actually hear him in the. You don't in no. the movie. They probably couldn't get the rights to it, or well, in the original, you don't. It's not even. They're not using his version mm. of any of the songs. But he wrote the music. Is that right? He wrote like "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, pr- pretty awesome. And the animation at the time was cutting edge. Yeah. And it, it mimicked um, live action photography in a sense, and how it uh, how the animals moved. And just like kind of the the camera shots that it was getting, it was very cinematic, kind of sweeping. It, it allowed a, ahead of its time. Well, yeah, and it allowed for 
It was huge for a reason. Emotions to be shown properly on an animal. <laughs> and make it make you feel real. It was you know? about time like, animals show some some damn emotion. Seriously, <laughs> bandit. Lion King now, I mean, it, it resonates uh, more with me now as an adult. I than think so too. It, it yeah. did as a kid. You know, as a kid, I, I just I enjoyed the animation, the action, the the antics with Timon and Pumbaa. But you know, I mean, now you know, as an adult, you know, the themes of like you know, losing your father, kind of losing your way. Yeah, it, it definitely resonates. I, yeah. I mean, there's a reason this movie holds up. I mean, quarter of a century. But doesn't Disney have this? I mean, a parent always the, has to die. That's what I'm saying. Always like, has to die. Always has to die. I mean, Bambi, Cinderella. You, I mean, like, all of them die. It's true. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Pixar kind of does that, too, a little bit. It, it, I guess it just it kind of gives you immediate, like, pathos yeah. uh, for a character. But, but that's why I don't, I mean, I was traumatized by Bambi. I will not see it. Yeah, that, Bambi was I intense. Maybe I like some venison, but. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Bambi was intense. Uh, for me, like the Land Before Time. Um, that was intense. That wasn't Disney, but that was yeah, intense. that's another like killing off a parent. Yeah. To just kind of like raise the emotional stakes. It's like, whoa. <laughs> you, have to, you have to raise the emotional stakes <laughs> somehow. I mean, quickest way to do that, kill, kill a parent. <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah, and that film, uh, you know, Simba's dad, Mufasa, Mufasa, voiced by James Earl Jones, in both versions. Both versions, he came back. It, he's killed off by Scar, who's sort of the scheming uh, uncle, scheming uncle. And yeah, that was a pretty dramatic scene in the animated film, like the antelopes uh, stampede, or the, like the wildebeest stampede, and the way Mufasa gets like tossed off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> pretty dramatic stuff. And so, so you're a fan. Lion King. It, yeah, it's Lion one of your King favorites. One of my favorites. You know, I lost a parent young, so this is. You know, it resonates seeing, even more. It, it, it resonates with me. For so sure. it is just. It was adventure. Turning on the TV, I could step into an adventure. It's an adventure with uh, this amazing animation and these uh, expressive characters yeah. that you kind of instantly uh, are drawn to. All done in 88 minutes. 88 minutes is perfect. They don't they don't make them like that anymore. No. I mean, an original movie, it's got music, it's got emotion, it's got laughs. Icon- iconic. Hours. Yeah, <laughs> under 90 minutes. Like, it doesn't happen. We could use, like, an actual Lion King in theaters this summer. I mean, not... Like, maybe it would have been... Not like a, a repainted quarter-century old movie. Maybe it would have been, But an like original movie. An interesting... Instead of doing the exact same storyline... <laughs> This time around, I mean, maybe doing like a Scar Mufasa backstory on why Scar hates Mufasa. I'll tell you what, I think this whole movie is really just, I, I think all of these live action remakes, and I, and I, w- I want to talk about a number of them because it's kind of become its own like mini subgenre. Yeah. Disney re- kind of opening up the vault of its cartoons. Do and you remaking think that they're them doing live this action. To have content on their Disney streaming app? I'm sure that, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of feeding the pipeline. Absolutely. I think one of the central goals is if these remakes become big enough hits, they can sort of spin off their own sequels. So we're getting like a sequel to Maleficent. I would bet <sighs> you money. I would bet you money we'll get a sequel to Aladdin. Uh, oh. bring, him back, bring him back Big Willie. So I, what you just said, you know, like a little like spinoff with Scar Mufasa prequel. Well, because 
I'd they like, could do that. I, I, but I bet they, they're they going to keep doing this. This movie's going to be huge. So, and we talked about a little of this uh, earlier. Like, I think what they did with Maleficent and telling the Sleeping Beauty story through the eyes of Maleficent was interesting. It was different. You didn't like the movie Well, they that turned much. they turned an iconic villain into... A, a like sympathetic a, character. A tragic hero. Yeah. I mean... Why? But I'm not saying... Why? Why? But I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I think it there's was still the best. a there's still a good live action Sleeping Beauty movie to be made. I would argue. But I, I'm just saying, like, just coming at it from a different perspective. I different like that. Angle. I like that. A good a good example, a more recent example, would be this year's Dumbo, which diverges and expands upon big time. Yeah, the but that cartoon. didn't go. That wasn't too successful. No, it was. <laughs> Well, I'm talking creative. You know, yeah. I mean, fi- finances, that's that's Disney's problem. That's not my problem. My, my problem as a viewer is the creative. But I thought Dumbo did kind of what you're talking about. I guess for me, like the ideal remake would be something that's faithful to and inspired by the source material. Yeah. But adapts it purely for live action, for the big screen, for a modern audience in its own way. See, I loved the beauty and the beast that that's one of my the, favorites. the live action the live be- action one i mean you prefer that to the cartoon i do i mean that that's one of my favorites disney's been sort of strip mining their vaults uh, for a while now i remember like one of the one of the early remakes i remember is 101 dalmatians with glenn close oh yeah i remember that they've been doing this to, and they made a sequel to that so that's what i'm saying like if these become big enough like make a sequel to the remake but that and then we're just the like, 101 Dalmatians remake, though. I don't see it as as expensive. Well, that was a different these. time. Movie that was a different time where movies cost a different <laughs> a different amount. But if that was made today in today's dollars, it would still be like over a hundred million extra. I mean, you had all those puppies on screen. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of computer effects on that. That movie wasn't that terrible. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It's. I mean, you could say the same about <laughs> any any of these. <laughs> I would argue that there's only a handful of these that kind of hold their own against the original and actually serve their own purpose against the original. I think Dumbo's one. I think Cinderella was pretty good. What do you think of Jon Favreau's Jungle Book? Because John Favreau, he directed this film, The Lion King. I don't think I enjoy it. I wasn't a big Jungle Book fan. Of the cartoon? Yeah. Or the live action? The story. Gotcha. So that wouldn't be on the top of my list. I mean, that that may be more resonating with a boy. A boy's adventure. Yeah. Sort of. Like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. That's all, you know, girl, you want to be princess. But uh, at the very least, Jon Favreau's Jungle Book, it did its own thing. Yeah. From the cartoon. I mean, it was, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It was faithful to and inspired by that cartoon, but doing its own thing. And when when we were watching this movie, we saw a trailer for Mulan. Mulan's yes. coming. I mean, it's that's why I'm saying like it's become its own subgenre. <laughs> I mean, where where are all the creative people that actually created Mulan and Little Mermaid? I, I mean, are they have they all passed on? <laughs> I, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but Mulan was just like 21 years ago. I so... mean, bring those people back that had the original ideas. Like, where is to do Disney? what? Come up with new new ideas? New ideas, new scripts. Sure. sure. 
You know, like I, I don't understand. Like I don't get it. It's money. I mean, I, I mean, you heard the the opening weekend numbers, right? It's money. Yeah. There's not much to really like spoil with this remake. So um, why don't we just take a quick break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about this new version. It's not quite live action. It's still animated. Yep. Uh, but just made to look photo real. It's like an old car with a new coat of paint. There you go. So we'll take a break and we'll be back. All right, we're back and we're we're going to uh, dig into this new version of The Lion King, Lion King 2.0. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Yeah. I feel like you were like almost like shouting that in the theater. When I it was. Started. Oh yeah, I so was. I was so looking forward to this movie. I mean, you know, I'm, I just I wanted to see what the new animation would look like. I mean, it's not like I didn't know the ending of the story. Or but we've seen John Favreau's Jungle Book, and Jungle Book employed this very same technique. Yeah. Right. Just kind of like a virtual world made to look uh, photo real. Yeah, but they actually had a, a wasn't the boy real. Right, it had one okay. live action element, yeah. but everything around him was there digital. There was no live action. All the creatures in Jungle Book were animated, animated yeah. to look photo real. So he he's dabbled in that before. This feels like a refinement, I guess, of that technique. Yeah, I guess you could say this movie's main draw is visual effects and '90s nostalgia. Well, '90s nostalgia, as well as you know, that's they, a powerful they, draw. They brought in some big names. To voice you got, these, you got Donald Glover, you got Beyonce, and they got Beyonce, uh, John Oliver. Yeah, well, John Oliver is not a big draw, but Don, for me, Donald. <laughs> That's why I got my are. ticket. It's got to see John Oliver as the bird. Oh man, who was the damn monkey? Rafiki was voiced by uh, John Connie. Okay, in this version, yeah, yeah. My issue was Rafiki. He didn't sound right. I didn't like. I mean, he had he had barely no lines. I mean, I don't know. Like there, there was. Does something... he have lines in the original? I mean, he's just he's just yeah. Saying but his some character, chants. I guess, he was more animated in well, the original one. Well, there you go. I like, mean, there's your first big problem. Just more. Yeah, all the characters. I don't know. Were but, more expressive. But Rafiki was not well done, in my opinion. Right. In this movie. I hear you. Well, less magical. Yeah. Right. I mean the the whole movie because they're taking they're going for this photoreal aesthetic. The whole movie is just very literal minded, and there's no magic. Yeah, and I, you just you feel it big time early on in the music numbers. Like I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, I mean in the cartoon you've got like you've animals got the whole dancing. The, the dancing, animals are dancing. Animals stacked on top of each yeah. other. I mean uh, all this color going on, like uh, kind of surreal, uh, expressionistic. I just can't wait to be king. Great song. Love it. I love it. And then with Scars, Be Prepared. Yeah. And the cartoon, I mean, that is a huge dramatic number with like chanting. Volcano. Volcano. Yeah. Steam coming up and uh, like a large scale. And here it's just, uh, you know, a lion talking talking to some hyenas. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, (laughs) okay. pathetic. So I really miss Whoopi Goldberg. I sure. think they should have brought her back as one of the hyenas. That her her lead hyena in the movie. I mean, she did it so well. I mean, it was just it was great. Yeah, she's great. I, I mean, great voice casting in the original. 
And thank God for James Earl Jones coming back as Mufasa. He, he's the only one. He's the only returning cast member, I believe. Yeah. But everyone else is cast more or less to kind of sound like the original, right? Like John Oliver is cast to sound like Mr. Bean. Timon and Pumbaa. Is that because he kind of looks like Mr. Bean? <laughs> <laughs> well, they wanted they wanted like a British, you know, is you know speaking the Queen's English type of bird, <laughs> like the original. <laughs> You know, same with Timon and Pumbaa. They're casting Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner. Oh, that's they sound they sound very similar no, to I, the original. I, I think they casted this movie so the actors would be able to sing their own stuff. I think that's part of it. Well, in the leads with Donald Glover and so, Beyonce, and, sure. And, and Donald Glover did a great job. You, know, Beyonce, did a great job singing. I, I'm going to disagree with you there. But okay. I didn't like Seth Rogen. Say what? <laughs> No, I didn't like his singing. Oh, sure. Oh, we're talking about singing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm t- you know, the singing, Donald Glover we're just talking about and singing. the singing part. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Seth Rogen. Well, no. They should not... have dubbed him. <sighs> they should have. And this is probably sounds so sad, but they probably did. Probably. <laughs> and, and made him sound better than he was. Um, and it was really bad. I mean, it, you expect that character to not sound great. I mean, it didn't sound. He sounded. He sung off key in the original. That's part of the joke, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it was too, it was too bad. It was just like you know when Seth Rogen started singing. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. No, you gave me a look. I'm like twitchy. Like I don't like this. <laughs> and it was like my favorite part of the movie. Start singing Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that number is replicated here along with, can you feel the love tonight? Bizarrely, can you feel the love tonight? That number is performed in the middle of the day. Aren't they wandering around the jungle in the middle of the day while they're singing that? They are. Yeah. What's, what's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> can you feel the love tonight? Not, 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 <laughs> not can today. You, can you feel the love today? <laughs> simple things. I mean, the cartoon understood that. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, what what would you think of this movie? I'm torn. In the original, I mean, it had a lot more emotion and and having the animation be so realistic, it cut a lot of that out. The the realistic animation in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the animals don't do anything that animals don't do. Yeah. In this movie, yeah. pretty much is what's going Simba on. Simba was cute though. Well, I guess except for talking. I mean, yeah. the, the, the animals do talk like their lips move. Yeah. <laughs> but physically, like but beyond s- that, physically, like their movement is, it's within the realm of reality. Yes. And the cartoon is not bound by that. I, they can make their faces expressive in, in ways that projects emotion kind yeah. of instantly. And they, they cut out when they, when they actually catch the bird. When he's singing in the cage. Yes. Got the lovely box of coconuts, daily, daily, there, there they are, just standing in a row, boom, 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 big one, small one, some of the size of your head. I sing that all the time around the house. I mean, almost every other day, <laughs> you'll break out into that song. So, no, that's not here. But again, this movie is uh, 30 minutes longer than... Where? Like, what do they well, add? I'll give you one example. Well, you, I know the example you're going to give me. <laughs> one example of how they pad things out is uh, in the original when Simba is depressed, he kind of just like flops down on the grass. And we see bits of grass uh, float across the plains yeah. until Rafiki catches it in his hand. Yes. And this one, Simba flops down 
And a piece of fur gets picked up by a bird. The bird drops it in a tree. A giraffe eats it from the tree. The giraffe shits it out. And then a dung beetle carries it. And then an ant carries it. And et cetera, et cetera. All the way to Rafiki. Right. So that's that's one example of how things kind of get padded out. And I, I mean, all you get, I mean, it gives you some, some detail. You know, it gives you some visual detail. That it's been in shit. It doesn't enhance the experience, those little additions. All it does is just kind of pad out the runtime. I'm not, I'm not sure if they stuck this good, because this is a scene-for-scene, line-for-line remake, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, shot-for-shot, almost, yeah. in many cases. <laughs> so what, what are the they... The stampede scene is shot-for-shot, yeah. I'll tell you. As someone who recently watched a cartoon, it's shot-for-shot. When they're, when they're all sitting in the grass, sort of like pontificating about the stars in the sky, that's, yeah. that's line-for-line. Yeah. I, I, I mean, word-for-word. And the original screenwriters aren't credited in this. I mean, this movie is credited to one screenwriter. I mean, he did copy and paste. (laughs) Copy and paste. I'm not sure if they stuck this close to the original because they were afraid of, like, riling up fans of the original. Or if they just realized, like, don't, don't fix what ain't broke. I mean, that should be Disney's, you know, thing all the time. Don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah. Just just bring it out, polish it up, make yeah. some more money. Yeah. Yeah. This well, I mean, or don't do it at all. I mean, ideally, you know, ideally, don't do it at all. Respect the classics ideally. and then actually like create something new that... instead of buying IP. Sorry. Disney, I mean, Disney's in a rare case where, I mean, they have several decades of their own IP that they can exploit as they see fit. And they also own. Star Wars. Well, Star Wars and Marvel. I think Marvel, most importantly, is is the big whammy. So yeah, they are they're they're an unstoppable train. I guess what what depresses me about this, like the idea of remaking, like giving an old movie a new paint job, whatever. Like there's money to be made. I guess what depresses me is like this is the only movie this weekend that's uh, that's releasing. Why? No, nobody wanted to go up against it. No studio wanted to counter program against a, like a, a quarter century old remake. Yeah. <laughs> That's depressing. That is depressing. Like, it's like if you want to go to the no movies. No other studio had the kahunas to do it. I mean, you would think there would be some kind of counter program to Lion King, but I mean, it's uh, this movie, I guess, is that big and it appeals to that many, that many people, uh, young and old. I don't mind this movie's existence in and of itself. I just I wish it didn't like suck up all the oxygen. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it's it's playing on like four thousand screens, like IMAX, Dolby. And whereas it's, we we saw a, a, a movie last weekend that was playing on what four screens in Atlanta, Wild Rose. Yeah, playing on was, like two screens, I think. And it was. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, but just a nobody, low budget. Nobody knows about it. It's a low budget movie. I mean, you and I were bawling our eyes out walking out of that theater. <laughs> I don't cry. Oh, no. It comes down to marketing. It's sad. It, I, I agree. It, it, it's, I mean, this is why the box office is... is it's not doing well. It's crippled. This is... it's, it, it's, it's in bad shape. It's why we're getting all these articles, like wondering if the movies have a future. <laughs> because... They do have a future, but I, I, the the days of actually going to a theater, I, I think, are are getting numbered. the The concept of cinema, I don't think, is or should be going out of style. 
But the idea of like the big budget Hollywood movie, I mean, I don't know. Week to week, it's pretty grim offerings. Yeah. Um, not just not not very appealing. I mean, just example: the summer of '94 when Lion King came out. You, you also had Forrest Gump. You had uh, Speed. You had True Lies. I mean, there were other yeah. original, great aw- movies, awesome movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Forrest Gump hasn't aged that well, but uh, Speed, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sign me right up. I mean, the original Speed, I love it. Um, I guess what I'm saying is like, we could use a, a, an original movie that works uh, right now, <laughs> not, not a fucking franchise. Well, and, and honestly, if, if, the movie, if the movie studios and theater owners are, are so concerned about people not going to the movies, make it cheaper for people to go. I think with subscriptions, prices this year have actually gone down. Yeah. The average price, because yeah. of all the subscription programs, it has the average has gone down. Yeah. So that's that's a step in the right direction. But even you know, people have these subscriptions. There still has to be product compelling them to go out. Well, that's what I'm saying. People aren't going to go see an unknown movie for a family of four Why? paying twenty dollars a ticket. That's a hundred dollars to go see a movie, unless it's a known commodity. The movie shouldn't just be for families of four. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like this is. I mean, even let's say on a date, right? You know, movies used to be a cheap option, right? It should cost like twenty bucks for like a it, couple it, to go yeah. to the movies. That's it not doesn't. really. That's not really the case. No. <laughs> Because you're paying twenty dollars a ticket now, so that's forty. Like fifteen, fifteen, I would say in our area per well, ticket. Well, if we go Dolby, well, that's twenty. Yeah. So exactly. then, then you're going forty. <laughs> exactly. All in. Yeah. Exactly. You go for, and that's just to buy the tickets. That's not including popcorn concessions. You sure. know, all the great food that now that they offer, and and then the bar. I mean, that's another you know twenty bucks if you're old enough to drink. It just, it seems like the multiplex, it's mostly a place now that just kind of hosts blockbusters. Yeah. Nothing wrong with blockbusters. I, I just, I like a variety. I would I like, like a to variety. See, I guess more, I mean, we went to an art house theater last week. The Springs Tap House. And it it was great. Like, it was a great experience going to that that theater sure um it's not as well known it we had was a little packed. we had a little hummus plate we had a little hummus plate <laughs> wasn't the cheapest no but i mean they played they don't play movies like avengers they played movies like wild rose well, i think they do play block- and late night i think they do play blockbusters there yeah but then they also like, yeah just make room to... make room for the yeah. smaller films sure yeah i mean the the, the big guys can play but make room for some smaller films, and it, it just—it doesn't seem like there is much room anymore yeah. for for anything even mid-size. Really, it's just like you got to be big, expensive, and some sort of known quantity yeah. to get an opening. They don't take risks anymore. For people like, the and then they get Lion King three. <laughs> Right, flash forward like tw- like twenty twenty four, and we got like Lion King three, <laughs> like Simba's big shit. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> they're gonna sequelize this. I guarantee you, they found a new coat of paint to to continue this story onward and introduce it to a new generation. I mean, this the uh, and maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe that's why Disney feels like they want to redo the films is to get 
it into the hands of the little ones now. Oh, sure. No, yeah. I mean, the, the main target here is millennials with their kids. Yeah. It's catnip for that demo. I mean, if you're a millennial, you grew I up mean, with Lion King. I mean, where is my Saved by the Bell movie? Right? I mean, not... I mean, come not, on. Not here. I need some Zach. I need some Screech. I mean, where... <laughs> Need some Kelly, well, some Slater. I mean, what, is, what does that have to do with Lion King? I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to bring back... Bring back the 90s? The 90s. Oh, I mean, man. let's bring back what I want. <sighs> I'm with you in the sense of, like, remake some, like, lesser known shit and do it better. Yeah. Don't remake a Stone Cold classic and just do it exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. yeah. I would have preferred, like remastering the old Lion King for Dolby cinemas. Yeah. So I could watch the old cartoon in a Dolby theater. That would be awesome. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the old cartoon. I mean, it really works. And one thing that this movie proves, the story still holds up. And the music is... Yeah. Endless. I mean, timeless. 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 We We saw this one in Dolby. And yeah, the music really, really works in that in that environment. The power of the music yeah. and the score and the original songs. I would recommend, yeah, if you see this, see it in Dolby. It looks and sounds great. So we touched on this a little bit. So you didn't really like Donald Glover and Beyonce's acting? In comparison to the original, I guess I just thought Donald Glover's vocal performance was weak compared to Matthew Broderick. Yeah. I prefer Matthew Broderick. In some cases here, like in the case of Timon and Pumbaa, they hold their own with the originals, yeah. I thought. And I thought young Simba held his own. Held his own, yeah. Against JTT. Yeah. That's one area where maybe you kind of get a trade up. Like young Simba here, photo real, is pretty adorable. It's so cute. Well, there's a lot of cute close-ups yeah. of young Simba. And yeah, you just you want to go home and cuddle your own animal and Ex- call, him, call him Simba. Yeah. <laughs> then hold yeah, him you out. Did. You did. You called Bandit Simba. Hold him out over the cliff. <laughs> yes. Well, no. Don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Screaming African chants. <laughs> Yeah, in some cases it's like a, it's a it's a trade up. In others, it's kind of about even. I thought Nala is about even. I yeah, mean, Beyonce was fine. Yeah, Beyonce yeah, I just, was good. Uh, Donald Glover's vocal performance when he kind of takes over as adult Simba, he didn't he didn't do much for me. He's a good singer. Maybe it's because he's a young dude himself. Yeah, he did not project much authority. I would say it's bad when Matthew Broderick can proje- <laughs> can project more authority <laughs> than than you. Yeah. That that I mean that's just my opinion. He didn't do much for me. I thought everyone else though was pretty well cast. Even uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, he's stepping into some big shoes with Scar. Yeah. I mean, you can't replicate Jeremy Irons' voice, but Chiwetel Ejiofor was pretty strong. Yeah. I thought he was a very menacing Scar. The whole movie in general, because it's going for photo real, it's a little more intense. It is. A, it's a little bit more. Yeah, especially realistic. I mean, prepare your kids to young kids. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I hear stories about how young kids were traumatized from the cartoon. Yeah, the whole stampede and Mufasa's death. In this movie, you see a like a photo real lion get tossed off a cliff, off a cliff, <laughs> and, and fall into a stampede. Yeah, and, and it is it is jarring. And just how realistic it looks. And so, yeah, I would say for like young kids, like like younger than 10, it, it might be it might, it might be a bit much yeah. on the big screen. It, it's pretty intense. I don't know if that if that's an enhancement. It's just it, it's just it a, is what it is. I mean, it's, it's just a quality yeah. that this movie has. And that's yeah. I mean, you say it is what it is. And it is. It's the Lion King. 
it still works as as an experience. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you consider this a date movie? Not unless you and your date think like visual effects demo reels are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah if you get off on like cutting edge like av demos yeah baby no no i agree yeah, no they're not really a good day there is this the number can you feel the love tonight which is i mean it still works you know it's got a romantic energy to it which is nice but no this is i mean you're looking at pixels you're looking at you're looking at animals it's like no well, would you have considered the original like a date night movie? No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I mean, that's fair. It's, I mean, yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> we, well, we did say Aladdin, though, was a good date night movie. I thought so. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah. We, because we that, that was... movie was all about the tensions and, and a guy fi- Tr- like trying, trying to, to get, get a girl. Trying to get the girl. It, it, this is not that. Right. Cinderella's a... Cinderella's a date, date, date night movie. movie. Yeah, Jungle I mean, Book, n- not so not much. Not so much. Yeah. I, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like a Saturday my, matinee with your family. Not my forte. No. Nah. Um, <laughs> what would you rate it? I would give this like a, a C. I, I would give the original an A+. Plus. Yeah. It holds its own. It's held up. It's, it's a beautiful film. Um, it, it gets better with age. Yeah. This is a carbon copy. And uh, <laughs> I, w- I would give this a C. I, I'm same same boat. Yeah, what, maybe a B minus. I mean, what did you think of the visual effects? I mean, that that's that's the main great. draw here. I the, mean, the visual effects yeah. are the main draw. I mean, it was great. It's impressive. Yeah, having the original being hand drawn. I don't know. I think there's some an art to that versus just a dude sitting at his computer and, and and just playing with pixels all day. Yeah, for sure. To me, the original had more art artistry for sure behind it this movie is all about just cutting edge craftsmanship and it, it is impressive what they do here it would have been way more impressive had they applied this technique to an original story because then you're really watching something brand new that's uh, i think what fueled avatar it was yes a new technology applied to but with avatar they actually i mean used humans and but they actually did the motion capture, motion capture and yeah. they got their emotions. You feel like this one was lacking in the emotions. Yeah. I feel like I mean it the movie's doing its best as far as like trying to It's doing its best. Exactly. Trying to communicate emotions through like the the actor's vocal performance and through like the animal's body language as much as it can. It's it pales in comparison to the cartoon. Word that's The Lion King, directed by John Favreau. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast. You can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. Matata. <laughs>